0: Tony Moran has made some wild claims about Halloween, its fans, and his co-stars. Alfred Molina has dropped some spicy details about Spider-Man No Way Home. And Andrew Lincoln has teased his return in The Walking Dead final season and in the Rick Grimes movies. We're talking all of this plus more. This is Let's Talk Movie News. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. And I'm Miguel, guys, and uh, we have some fun stories tonight. We have some negative stories tonight too, but uh, we'll get to that dark shit first, and then we will uh, we'll
1: hop in. So, I'm Miguel, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It was leg day, and I can't move. That's fine. That's yeah, okay. It's that's fine. okay. <laughs> it's okay
0: to not be able to move sometimes. It happens. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> for for many different reasons. Exactly. <laughs> What are you drinking tonight? I am. So, the, fun story. I think I've told my. Have I told my mango habanero story? On, I think uh, you have on the show yet. We've,
1: we've talked about Tennessee before.
0: So, so my wife and I went to Gatlinburg a couple weeks ago, and, and we did a uh, we did a moonshine tasting at Old Smoky downtown. If you if you've been to Gatlinburg, you you all know Old Smoky has their... You can walk in and do the tasting, and you can buy moonshine and whiskey and all that stuff. Well, they had. I think it's fairly new. They had mango habanero whiskey. This shit lit me up. Like, I was not exci- I When I first saw it, I was like, uh, I don't know. I like, like, I like wings. I like mango. I like habanero peppers. I'm a pepper guy. But I was like, I don't know about it. And I took the shot. And you know it's them tiny little like nothing. It's not. It's like a quarter of a shot that yeah. they do. I mean, that's your taste. You can legally and, still uh, drive afterwards. Yeah, like it, I mean, we did like eight or nine shots, and it I mean, like I didn't even. You don't. Even that's feel not anything. legal. Like it's like barely anything. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I I took the I took the the shot of it, and it it is sweet at the beginning. It tastes like a mango, and then it lights you up at the end and it's got that habanero kick and it's actually like spicy like you put a pepper in your mouth it's so good but i thought they they put in this little recipe card i bought a fifth of it of the mango habanero whiskey and they they have a little recipe card in there and there's this thing called a heat wave it's got like three or four different recipes to use with it and this heat wave it's um i think it's a shot of mango habanero um it's two shots of sprite and then it's a little bit of pineapple juice like a splash of pineapple juice with it Woo. like it is it is nice that does sound nice it is it would, is really good next time you, know you come over you got to try this
1: yeah. yeah there's one thing i haven't been able to do since i turned 21 or guys i'm 23 by the way but since i turned 21 bro it's been like three years i've still haven't gone to like many breweries i've only gone to like yeah. one i've only gone on the one here in richmond kentucky called dreaming creek shout out to dreaming creek by the way Absolutely. they got good shit but I found this uh, at Dreaming Creek. I found this booklet. It's apparently a brochure. And uh, it's like it has all the different breweries in, like, I guess the state of Kentucky. And, like, it's basically like a brewery trail. Yo, I shoot you not. Oh, yeah, you're doing
0: that. I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: I'm going to get that shit taken care of before the end of the semester. Boy, if you don't even know. So, yeah, maybe this weekend I might go to another one. It's
0: been a a crazy year and a half, man.
1: Yeah, we 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 deserve this. Yeah, so I'm going to knock a couple off by the end of the Absolutely. semester that's this, fine man because i need i'd love to try those man those yep. those different breweries and um, whatever the fuck you went to tastings those sound pretty dope it's that's a cool environment yeah. there were a couple that were strange like they had a
0: uh um the, like they have their cinnamon whiskey or their cinnamon moonshine and it is it, it's like i think the guy described it as fireball on crack
1: <laughs> it, i mean
0: it's just you know it, it, it's, it's good stuff but man that's i I, I knew i wanted to buy one but man it 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 kicks you in the nuts because it's like it's you're not expecting it to be what it is it's good
1: i can't wait to get kicked in the nuts
0: yep that's what every man waits
1: for <laughs> what so i'm waking up in the-
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: that's what you wait for right
0: michael keaton you want to get nuts let's
1: get nuts holy shit he did say that that's fucking great he all
0: right did. what movie news we got but guys we got a whole bunch of crazy stories tonight um First of all, I, I wanted to start off with this right out of the gate, and uh, this is a story that broke a few days ago from MovieWeb. Um, I will post this article and this video down below, um, but Tony Moran, who played unmasked Michael Myers, he was in John Carpenter's original Halloween for, let's say, uh, less than six Three seconds, seconds, probably, seconds. It, it was not a very long time. Uh, he he's made some pretty crazy claims about um, not only his Halloween co-stars and the Halloween franchise and the film itself, but also the fans. Um, mm,
1: what do you say about us, Brad?
0: And and, and that's bothered me. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to give it any more attention than, than it needs. Um, but at the same time, uh, let, let me start by saying this. I could care less what Tony Moran thinks of Halloween. I really could. Um, You know, he, it's one man's opinion. Yes, he was a part of the project, no matter how small his role was, Um, you know, and he's entitled to that opinion. Nobody went through that experience but him. And if he had a crappy experience, he had a crappy experience. He's allowed to talk about that freedom of speech, right? But here's where I started to get a little pissed off. And you know, I I will say this video. um, You know, if you haven't seen it, pause us. Go watch this video, and then come back to us. Please come back to us. (laughs) Please, Um, you know, it's the way he talks about other people that really bothers me. Again, I don't. I could. I don't care what he thinks of the Halloween franchise. Um, What I really care about is how he how he goes about talking to fans and talking about his co-stars. Um, and, you know, how how he expresses his opinion is a completely different topic. And, you know, especially, and Miguel, you know this, over the last few weeks, there's been a whole lot of talk about toxic fandom. Yes. Especially surrounding Zack Snyder's Justice League. And let me say this, if you were one of the people that... Was making threats against Ann Sarnoff and the rest of the Warner Media executives.
1: You're an you're idiot. a piece of shit. I can I can make jokes, but you can't make threats. That's all I can say. It's not right. But here, I mean.
0: here's the thing. I, and I think what bothers me is you know, especially with the whole release the Snyderverse thing, mm-hmm. or really restore the Snyderverse. The people that were making threats. Do you all realize you're being counterproductive?
1: Yeah, just a bit.
0: Like, you, if you are making threats against people who are doing this, you are being counterproductive. I mean, we had a little bit of a rant video, but it was kind of in fun. We didn't threaten anybody. Yes, we were irritated. Yes, as fans of the franchise, it is disappointing. But at the same time, you don't go bashing somebody, you don't go threatening them physically emotionally, whatever, you don't do that. And, you know, I I bring the, the toxic fandom thing up because, you know, toxic fandom can come from fans and it can come within fandom, but it also can come from people who are on the cast and the crew or Mm -hmm. are from the behind the scenes thing. Would you agree with that? I can agree. Yeah. And uh, you know, the minute that Tony Moran started shaming Halloween fans for, you know, what they love, and for the the way they act at conventions and things like that, that's when we we you start to cross a line, and and even how he talks about his Halloween co-stars and about John Carpenter, I it, it's just it's just wrong, and if you watch this video, he calls himself an asshole, his words, not mine, at least five or six times throughout the video, um, and you know it's this overly obnoxious and crude attitude that, that just it, it really rubs me the wrong way and I think it rubbed a whole lot of people the wrong way and let me say this I never I, I've never met Tony Moran um I, I've unfortunately I, I wanted to go to a convention and it got canceled because of COVID but you know he's at a lot of conventions he meets a lot of fans and you know this is not at all a, a dig at Tony Tony if you're watching this this is not a dig at you you know, you stopped acting. Tony Moran stopped acting when he was in his thirties. I think I, from what I understand, he quit acting. Now, if I'm wrong, please somebody feel free to correct me in the comments. Tony, um, please correct him. But I, <laughs> um, I I believe that Halloween is really his biggest role. And that is cool, man. Like that's part of the thing, own that. Instead of going around to all these different cons and in interviews, claiming to be the Michael Myers and the guy who played him in the entire movie, own what you did because you are one of the only people in one of the only times that we actually saw an unmasked version of Michael Myers. And that was a great scene. It was literally the climax of the movie. You played him at the climax of the movie. And I just wish he would own that a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I... I don't know. And I can't even let all of that go. That doesn't bother me. Again, it's the way he talks about people. Um, He, it's just not cool. You know, he, uh, he, he does talk about Halloween and he says that he thought it was a piece of shit in his own words. He thought that it was corny and um, the name was stupid. He didn't want to lower himself by, uh, by being a part of this movie. And you know what? Those are his opinions. That, I, freedom of speech, just like I said, those are his opinions. He he is completely free to say that, and that is fine. I have I have
1: zero problems with that at all. For someone that like is literally part of an entire franchise, that basically he's part of the foundation of this franchise, he literally is getting all pissed off with, I guess nothing. Like, what is the main reason why he's upset right now? Is it because he's not in the in the next John Carpenter? Movie no, I,
0: I don't think so. He he just. Part of the problem is that he goes around and at, at every con, he, he you know, the, the banners behind him, and I guess it's not just his own fault because these cons that invite him put Tony Moran, the original Michael Myers.
1: Mm.
0: Yes, you're not wrong, but at the same time, that's not really the role you played. Yes, you were the original Michael Myers, but at the same time, you were the unmasked Michael Myers. You played him for less than 10 seconds, and that is fine. Again, that is not a dig. I don't mean that as a dig at all. Um, That's awesome, man. Like, that is really cool. Uh, And where am I going with this? You know, uh, here's the thing. Again, this is not about Tony Moran's opinions of the franchise. This is about how he talks about people. Yeah, you know, a loser, at, as a fan, if I wait an hour and a half in a line and I pay money to get your autograph or to talk to you or to get a picture with you, I don't appreciate it when you call fans cocksuckers behind their back. That's not okay, man. Like We live in such a hateful world as it is and and this is really the the crux of the whole thing for me there's already enough hatred and already already enough um just anger and and name calling and just things that are completely inappropriate uh, especially for someone who who has a platform like you so many people don't have a platform to 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 reach others on and you have that platform man And again, Tony, if you're watching, man, this is not a bashing session for you at all. I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I don't mean that. I I just, I I hope you see that this really has kind of offended people and put people off. Um, And you know, these fans, these are the people, you're right, it was a low budget horror movie. It cost $300,000. I thought you were gonna say
1: $300,000.
0: No, no. But the fans, people who love this thing, and I'm one of them, if you can't tell from what's behind me, I'm one of them. The fans have kept this thing alive for so long. I mean, 42 years since the original was released. They have kept this thing alive. And uh, I just, I, I just, I, I hate I, I hate seeing people use their platform to demean others. Um, and especially, you know, it's not even just the fans, you know, uh, in this video, Tony talked about, uh, you know, meeting John Carpenter for the first time. And he's, you know, judging him for the way he looked and um, the way he was acting. He um, he looked at PJ souls in front of a, a, an audience and said, well, she showed her tits and things like that, man. It,
1: that's disrespectful. That's not cool. That's someone living like not with the time. See what I mean? Yeah. The the whole act of Mm -hmm. being a douche. Of just acting like you know and
0: you it it, man, it's it's not okay. And Mm -hmm. um I I just I'm gonna end it there. I'm not gonna go on any more than that. That's all I have to say, really. But you know, there's enough hatred in the world, man. Use your platform, build people up. Those people who want to meet you, they have waited in line for you. They have paid money to meet you. They want to take a picture. They want you to sign their mask. They want you to sign their figure, their poster. Man, they want to meet you. Like, just have some grace. Have some humility. At the end of the day, that's all I got. Well said, my man. So that was a hell of an opening. I didn't. (laughs) I I really didn't expect to even open with that so soon. But well, you just um, you're
1: just passionate with it, man. Just, I, mean, I look at I, you.
0: Seriously. And, and it, I really don't care. I, yes, I'm a Halloween fan. I really don't care what he thinks of Halloween. If he thinks Halloween is the biggest stain in motion picture history, I disagree with him. Mm-hmm, but obviously. I don't care. That's fine. That's his opinion, man. Go ahead. Talk about Halloween that way if you want. But don't talk about other people in the way that he did. And I know, uh, make no mistake, I know this video was edited together to make him look bad. But, you know, I I just I think in the world we live in, things like that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we just give people some grace man. just be humble, be humble to people who want to meet you and who want to, you know, who want to build this thing up and who want to build each other up. So that's all I got to say about that. Well said. Hey, guys. And we're back. uh, we are back if you're wondering why it looks a little bit different we uh so we were in the middle of filming the second episode of let's talk movie news and kentucky weather is a load of shit
1: it's a load of horse cock it it literally
0: is so the wind started getting picked up uh storm started moving in it was 72 degrees that evening we took the dog for a walk we were sitting outside it was beautiful then a thunderstorm came and then the wind knocked out my Wi-Fi. So we lost the stream. We lost what we were in the middle of talking about.
1: Yeah, bro, I shit and- you <laughs> not. Like, it was literally like, I mean, my Wi-Fi was fine. Rich Kentucky didn't experience much of wherever the fuck, uh, wherever the fuck you are. I think we got the and wind
0: up, up Yeah, a little you, bit north.
1: You, you got the wind knocked out of your Wi-Fi because every time he it was really talking, did. it would pause. And I shit you not, I was trying to play along. I just sit there like this. Just hoping you were not it would trying to play along Are you hopefully, kidding me? hopefully it would catch and then I could just carry on. But nah, it was staying on oh for like God. fucking you were two to, to three minutes. And I was I had to tell Brad like Brad, something's going on. You yeah. you're lagging. My Wi Fi is good. I got Spectrum. Spectrum's shit, by the way. The,
0: but the, the point of the matter, you're about to get shut down by Spectrum.
1: I don't care. You're about
0: to get Cut shut off down. my Wi Fi.
1: See what you're gonna do. I pay the bill.
0: It was really Disney because we're in the middle of talking about Spider Man.
1: it was really disney
0: disney cut the feed disney didn't want anything in leaked they don't yeah so yeah but we're back
1: yeah we're back different
0: day um same episode new day but here we are um so we're gonna talk some movie news um Mm -hmm. we're done with our our tony moran rant that was uh that was interesting it was Um, savage it was it was something it was definitely something um but this article and, and this bit of news came out about a week ago, and since then, um, the details have changed a little bit, the circumstances have changed, but this came from Screen Geek, and it was an article titled, uh, Christian Bale is reportedly in talks to return as Batman. Now again, circumstances have changed, things have changed. Um, we It's been confirmed now that Michael Keaton will play um, his version of tim burton's um bruce wayne in the upcoming flash film that will be a part of uh, the dceu greater canon um but this article uh there, there was a, a a source titled giant freaking robot which i completely dig shout out to giant freaking robot i have no idea what you all do but that's an awesome name, Badass um, name. but it was revealed via them that Uh, they had this to say either Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman or Christian Bale is both of these actors would likely be in a very powerful negotiation position when it comes to their salary for the film. And it would likely come down to a matter of how much each actor is asking and just how much screen time they would have to commit to the project. So I, my take on this is that, you know, when we talked about this really in the last couple of episodes of let's talk movies and even let's talk movie news in the first one, um, there was a lot of ambiguity on whether Michael Keaton was going to be in the flash or not. I think that was always the original plan. Um, but I wonder if Christian Bale was their backup. I mean, it could, I think you it could have been. You see how
1: busy he is though. He's in the Marvel. He's in the Marvel universe. Yeah, now. Christian
0: Bale's got a lot. And he's, I think he's always been a pretty active actor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's never really had like a lull. I don't believe. Um, no, but I, I, My take is I think that would have been their backup plan. If Michael Keaton would have backed out for some reason, really, whether it was because of COVID in the UK or um, you know he just he didn't want to do it for for you know one reason or another, I think Christian Bale was probably going to be their uh, their uh, their backup plan. So and that would have been interesting. Although you know Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and that universe that he created, really in in any Nolan film, that universe is very. Futuristic it's, and it's, it's so, very modern.
1: Yeah. His I'm not uni- sure
0: that it would have fit in with, you know, the vibe they were going for.
1: Yeah. His, uh, Christopher Nolan's, uh, universe, they're so tight knit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it can't be expanded upon. No. Like it's. Once his like, story is done, it's his it's story finished. is done. Yeah. There's nothing left. Yeah, exactly. So, like, to connect a Christopher Nolan film to a, you know, a superhero universe mm-hmm. that DC or Warner Bros is trying to do, it wouldn't match, so to speak, because I mean, if you think about it, like, okay, p- think about it right now. If replace Batfleck and put uh, Christian Bale's Batman and Dawn of Justice, how do you think that would have gone?
0: Oh, like shit! It would have been completely. I, I, he'd have got his ass handed to him. It'd have been completely yeah. different.
1: Yeah, it, it would have been trash wholeheartedly trash mainly because uh like you said like christopher nolan's batman is really modern and more ground to earth so to speak in regards mm-hmm. to uh, the science of it you know what i mean right. yeah well like, it, practical. It's, de- it's practical mm-hmm. um
0: but it's practical in a futuristic way almost you know what i mean and all of his mm-hmm. movies kind of have that
1: um they're like movies that could honestly possibly happen they could Not possibly think about it. happen
0: but it's like it could possibly happen in 20 years maybe you know what i mean it, it's kind of I, I i don't know it and all it, it's everything from interstellar to inception to the dark knight trilogy to um what's that one that just came out a little bit ago uh holy hell i forgot. can't think of, i can't think of, we went and saw it i actually did, i i liked it a lot um tenant
1: tenant yeah there you yeah go.
0: they they all have this vibe of like a a uh, dystopian uh, it's, it's just future. a dystopian futuristic type mm-hmm. thing and i dig it and i i gotta say i commend christopher nolan for that i really like that his stories you know we live in a day of marvel and dc where everything is a universe everything has to build you know even look at you know things like horror movies and action movies everything has to build there has to be sequels and there has to be sequels christopher nolan has an end in mind like there's an end to his story it's not mm-hmm. just going to be endless sequels forever and ever and ever um there's an ending to the story. And I think that's part of why he's one of my favorite directors. Um, in a lot of ways, I think he is my favorite director and my favorite writer. I, I really enjoy his movies. Inception, I, I will say, I, I was never, a, I like Inception, but I could rewatch any of his movies and really enjoy it. I've, I've seen Inception once and I kind of, I'm like, whatever. I could watch it again or I couldn't. I could take it or leave it. But,
1: Interstellar is my favorite one.
0: Interstellar is amazing. I remember I saw that in the movie theater and I was like, like when it ended, it's one of those movies where it like you love it, but it's so there's so much going on that Mm -hmm. by the time it ends, I remember sitting in the movie theater and I was like, What the hell just happened? Like I like I feel like I need to watch it six more times to like really grasp what I just saw.
1: But that's the only movie, that's the only Christopher Nolan movie that doesn't have a sequel that I wish it had, because I wanted him to find her but yeah, I, me too. spoiler alert, if you guys haven't seen it, sorry. He's going to go find someone. And I think it, I, I think it leaves it
0: open to that though. And that's, that's cool. It, it kind of leaves it open to the imagination. Yeah. Um, but all of that to say, I don't know that, that Nolan's Batman would have fit into this timeline. And I know uh, you could make the same argument that Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton wouldn't fit into the same thing. But again, at least Tim Burton's Batman was a little bit darker It was already that gothic, Mm -hmm. 90s feel, Tim Burton vibe anyways. And Mm -hmm. I think that goes a little bit better with where the DC is, especially if you look at the Ciderverse, which I know we're not doing anymore, blah, blah, blah. But it goes a little bit better. Um, But again, that has since changed because Michael Keaton's talent agency has now, um, since that article was, excuse me.
1: That habanero, Jesus. That
0: habanero and I have the beer burps. Um I'm drinking a blue moon now. <laughs> I'm switching. Um but Michael Keaton's town agency confirmed that he will be a part of The Flash that it is officially um it's begun filming in the UK and uh Michael Keaton is attached to the project. So we'll see um at what capacity he's going to be in the film. I don't think it to anyone who's thinking that Michael Keaton is going to be donning the Batman uniform again. I want the bat nipples back. I, I doubt we're gonna see. I wouldn't want that be them weird back. if they're trying to introduce the multiverse? Wouldn't that be weird if they put Michael Keaton in the bat nipple suit?
1: Do you know what they needed? They need to bring back that whole like quick camera thing. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that are like this is like, like that when they're suiting up. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? I want you I to want know that, that looked terrible. you know what i'm not tim burton so fuck off okay i'm no tim burton why are you christopher Nolan? yeah but i want him to bring i want him to bring that essence of the tim burton like if they go to that universe i want i want it to look like tim Burton's. it does
0: and and that's the other question are are they going to be going to tim burton's universe or is michael keaton going to be going into the modern dceu universe so that that's what i'm curious about and you know I feel like his role needs to be significant or else why even do it? Like, why? And I feel the same way about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in um, Spider-Man No Way Home, which is actually a really good segue um, because Alfred Molina, who obviously, you know Alfred Molina, he's, I I really enjoy him as an actor. I think he's great. And I think he's since retired, but Alfred Molina played Doc Ock in the Sam Raimi trilogy and um in spider-man 2 from
1: 2004 nine what no 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 bro think about it. i'm not gonna lie we think this thing is far no, it wasn't far it was and... not
0: 2009 because we lived in kentucky in 2009 and oh, i remember okay. seeing spider-man 3 in florida okay like when we lived in florida so I'll i give it to you it was i think i want to say it was 2004 because i think spider-man 1 was 2001 or 2002 i don't know i don't know I'm, I'm getting my dates all wrong anyways alfred molina spoke with uh, variety and he revealed some interesting things about spider-man no way home drop so the beans. he did drop the beans i'm surprised disney has not deleted everyone and everything from social media so far um but here's what alfred molina had to say about spider-man no way home he said when we were shooting it We were all under orders not to talk about it because it was supposed to be some great big secret, but you know, it's all over the internet and I actually described myself as the worst kept secret in Hollywood. And I'm sorry, but it kind of is at this point. Like, I know that they're trying to hold on to the Toby and Andrew thing, but like, you know, and, and again, let me be clear. We don't have sources telling us, Oh, Toby and Andrew were in the movie. It's just, it's common sense. Like, at the, pretty much at this yeah. point you know Alfred Molina is confirmed Jamie Foxx as Electro is confirmed mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe is highly rumored I don't know if he's actually been confirmed confirmed yet I'd have to look into that but he's highly rumored mm-hmm. I mean you have so many people from both the the Raimi and the amazing Spider-Man duo of films um, that are confirmed for this movie so it's kind of like I mean duh like The cat has kind of been out of the bag for a while. Yeah. And that's fine. But I almost think that they kind of need to run with it at this point. You know, even hell, look at, do you remember? uh, I want to say it was in January, maybe late December, early January. One of the Sony account, I think it was Sony Brazil or one of the Sony Twitter accounts for somewhere else. It, It was around Christmas because they were like, you know, you all want a Christmas pre- it, The it, They tweeted something. Um, and, and again, it was in a foreign language, but the translation read something like, you, you know, Portuguese, what do you want for It might've been, uh, you know, what do you want for Christmas? You know, Sony has a, Sony and Disney have a Christmas present for you. It's all three Spider-Mans in one movie or something like that. And then that got deleted. So it's like, I mean, come on, the cat's out of the bag. Like, let it go. Um, I, I, it's funny because I keep seeing on YouTube, Like, as I'm posting and, like, as I'm, like, working on the show and stuff, I keep seeing people editing together, like, old, like, clips and stuff from the Raimi trilogy and from Homecoming and Far From Home and the amazing Spider-Man films. Like, trying to be like, here's the teaser trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home.
1: I'm like, bro. Let me tell you how much that shit pisses me off. It pisses me off to no fucking end your boy right here brad sent me a pic Send me a link saying spider-man teaser i did, or Spider-Man did that link. the other day and i mm. literally woke up saw it and i was like lies so i went on youtube looked up spider-man uh no way home and i saw it and i saw like a trailer and it turned out to be a spliced up version of spider-man of uh, toby mcguire's uh andrew garfield's and uh fucking it was a bunch of like reused old clips and i was like okay this clearly ain't it so let me try uh brad's link so i try a brad's link and it was by far the worst fucking thing i ever saw i literally sent brad i was like brad i hate you
0: okay it was a joke i hate
1: no nah, it was literally dr you, strange you, comes you,
0: through his like his portal thing and then toby he's like my name's dr strange we need your help and toby goes I missed the part where that's my problem. It yeah, it was Spider Man,
1: Spider Man Three thing. But yeah, man, those fucking teasers, those like fan edits teaser things, they piss me off.
0: Would you not shit yourself if in the movie Doctor Strange is like, "I'm from another world. We need your help," and Toby just goes, he looks right at the camera, pizza time, and leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I want the I want that scene where like you know in Spider Man Two, whenever he loses his powers and the yeah. sirens go by him, and he's like
0: heats he the hot he, eats he just shoves like half a hot dog <laughs> in his mouth yeah, yeah. Um, i want that one yeah man i don't know but alfred molina went on to say um uh, talking about spider-man no way home he said it was wonderful it was very interesting going back after 17 years to play the same role given that in the interviewing years i now have two ch- or the intervening years the interviewing years um, the intervening years i have i now have two chins a, wa- a waddle a crow's feet and a slightly and slightly dodgy lower back
1: <laughs> oh he's talking about his age okay. yeah he's talking like, about his age can you like, believe dang.
0: it's been 17 years since spider-man 2 came out it was 2004 that's man wrong. i remember seeing that in the movie theater and like freaking out I gotta say, man, it's it's in the top ten best superhero movies of all time. It really yeah, is. Spider-Man
1: 2? Yeah. It's sure. I think it's the best, it's the strongest out of the entire Raimi trilogy. It's the strongest out of all the Spider-Man movies, without a doubt. Ever? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That that's my, it's my opinion. See, and I, I'm sure it's everyone's opinion.
0: You know, and we talked about this in episode two back when we were like in our infancy stage. Uh, but you know. I liked homecoming and far from home and I know they're trying to do something different and I commend Marvel for doing something different I really do it is working but and I'm glad we didn't tell the whole Uncle Ben how he becomes Spider-Man story like introducing him in Civil War was perfect Tony finding him um Tony kind of being the father figure he never got to have Mm -hmm. all of that was it was perfect it worked really really well um, but I will say, and this is something we talked about in episode two, i I've missed the New York scene and like scenes. seeing yeah. Spider-Man swing around New York. Do you realize one of the few times we've actually gotten to see Spider-Man, I believe the only real time we've seen Tom Holland Spider-Man swinging through the streets of New York is at the end of Far From Home when he yeah. picks up MJ right before the big Mysterio reveal and he says, you know, Spider-Man as Peter Parker that's the only time we really see him swinging through New York City in the MCU Spider-Man films and I've missed that and I you know and I get they're you know they're taking him around the world that's awesome they're taking him to different places in Homecoming and it's you know I it's you know at the the Avengers Tower and I mean that's cool but I just I miss New York I miss seeing them by the Empire State Building and the Statue of Liberty and you know all of those things it's just I miss that.
1: I remember whenever Far From Home came out, and they were like showing trailers of it, and I realized where they were going. I was like, "How is my man gonna be swinging through buildings? Like, there's no buildings to swing around in." Yeah. Like in that, where where were they? Rome, Italy. I don't remember. But they they were, were they were a couple different places. They were in yeah. Venice and they they were um, in Europe pretty much. Yeah. And I and in my head, I'm thinking, "There's no buildings to swing around." Respectfully, sorry, Europe, y'all y'all ain't got no skyscrapers. But yeah. when I saw that, I was like. There Ain't gonna be much of him swinging, but at the end, yeah, I, I noticed that that's one of the only times, except for like uh, homecoming, like he they showed a montage of him, you know, I guess like helping people, but it wasn't yeah. like him, like legitimately like, swinging through the buildings and skyscrapers, right? Or right, right, right. Or... And I like that back. That's one thing, that's one thing. Um, uh, uh, the amazing Spider Man did pretty fairly decent job on it like it really the, did it was great it
0: was actually pretty dope it was it was arguably the best swinging scenes of any spider-man movie yeah it really was um and then you know in in this interview um alfred molino you know i i guess when he was approached he asked um john watts who's the the director of no way home and really all of the mcu spider-man films he asked him how doc Ock could even return I guess he wasn't familiar with the multiverse storyline and um, the Spider-Verse. And he asked (laughs) him how he could return since he died at the end of Spider-Man 2. They
1: called him they are like, hey, we want you to come back for uh, these new Spider-Mans. And he's on the phone. He's like, fucking how? What? How? (laughs) He was like, you you know, he was
0: sitting there on the phone and he went.
1: What? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, No, actually, he was like, show me the money. How much are you gonna pay me for this? Right. And I'm pretty sure they paid them a decent amount for this. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and
0: everybody said, you know, when this when this news was breaking that it was going to be a Spider-Man or a Spider-Verse film, like at the you know November December of last year, um, everybody was like, you know, they're never going to get Toby and An- Toby and Andrew back. You know, they don't want to return. Blah 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 blah. And you know, it, it's going to be like that Office, um, that Office meme of a uh, of what's his name peeking out of the blinds. Mm, dwight. when, when uh, yeah when dwight peeks out the blinds or when toby mcguire or andrew garfield peeks out the blinds at their house and disney's got dump trucks of money in their front lawn they'll be like yeah sure i'll return i'll come back sure yep why not yeah why not
1: exactly. disney's got, and so. you got it
0: disney's got those dump trucks of money man That'll they do really it. do that will do it
1: um, so how are they going to bring them back i'm scared. so so john
0: watts said in this universe no one really dies Um, And then Alfred Molina went on to say, he just looked at me and said, do you see what we did to Robert Downey Jr. and Samuel L. Jackson talking about de-aging them? And uh, and Molina, you know, he said, I don't have the same physicality that I had 17 years ago. That's just a fact. But I then remembered that it's the tentacles that do all the work. Um, My basic physical move as Doc Ock as the actor is just this. I do that a lot and the arms are going to do all the killing and smashing and breaking. I'm just with a kind of mean look on my face. It was fantastic. So he's excited. And I love seeing the fact that Alfred Molina is like actually excited to come back and do this because he really was a great doc. Ock. Um, You know, it, there was no cheesiness to it. I mean, it was, it mm. was great. He was a really cool. was really complex. I villain. genuinely liked him. He was complex. Um and you know same, same kind of thing that we've talked about with villains this is like a recurring theme on this show Thanos Darth Vader um, I don't even remember who we were just talking about and um, let's talk 80s movies uh, but you know the, the best villains are the villains who think that they're, they're, they're like you said they're the hero in their own story and he was trying to save his wife he thought he was avenging his wife by doing mm-hmm. what he was doing he mm-hmm. thought that he was doing something good and then of course at the end drown it in the river yeah Drown it. that
1: was that, was, that, that was, was emotional it was
0: it was an emotional ending man it was deep because then mm-hmm. at that same point mj finds out that it was peter i mean it was th- there was a lot of shit crammed in that like minute and a half of movie um but yeah man i it, his whole redemption at the end it, it was a fantastic ending um so, so I'm curious i to
1: see how he's gonna return as a villain yeah
0: I mean. I, I, i'm still kind of under the uh the impression and again we i've had no sources tell me this we we don't have sources i, I am we are a I'm, I'm speculating here um but i i still think i wonder if because he's a scientist he'll have something to do will he understand the multiverse um or will he kind of show up in a in a ripple or a breaking of the this universe or you know i i, I think i think he will show up in a sinister six like capacity Mm -hmm. i think he'll be with other villains um but i I definitely hope that alfred molina gets a little bit of time to shine because you know
1: yeah show show that show his acting skills yeah because he's good man he's Mm -hmm. he's great he was a really great doc ock he was a great villain yeah don't make him don't make him a side character in the Sinister six because he's actually one of he's one of in the comics i'm not mistaken he's one of the He's the founder of the Sinister Sticks. I'm not mistaken. I believe
0: so, yeah. Yeah. And wouldn't that be dope if he founded a multi-dimensional Sinister Sticks? I mean, God, that would be dope. dope. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would kick ass in so many different ways. And the other thing, this better be a long movie because there is a lot. And I mean, a lot. Like one of the most ambitious things that Marvel and Disney have ever done they have to cram a lot into this movie. Yeah, they so I feel a like the la- it needs to be at least like three hours long, like end game level long. I really do. I think it needs to be a long movie because we're you got to think about it. You have to push Tom Holland's story forward, but we're going to want to know what happened to Andrew Garfield. We're going to want to know what happened to Tobey Maguire. We're going to want to see these villains, just like we talked about with Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx. Um, there's got to be some exposition with the villains. I mean, it's I think it'll feel strange if you know if our spider-men are passing through a like, different dimensions with dr strange or whatever and we see alfred like they fight alfred molina for one second but that's it if it's basically kind of like a cameo like that's going to feel strange to me yeah. i feel like if you're bringing him back and it's the same thing that we were just talking about with michael keaton if you're bringing these people back it needs to be more than just fan service it needs to be legit i mean they they need to be back back they need to have a a serious role and that's why i've, I've always said that about andrew garfield and toby Maguire. man especially toby Maguire, he, he needs to have a key role because he was the og he was spider-man mm-hmm. you know what i mean he kicked us off so i hope that they all have legitimate roles instead of just fan service cameos
1: yeah i hope so too and i agree with you to the point where like these characters need to have like their moment to like at least explain what's going on or what's happened in their universe yeah. like it needs to happen like otherwise like i don't know it's i it's think it'll be, be confusing yeah it's gonna be a wasted opportunity it will you know what i mean i'll so. tell you what'll be
0: a wasted opportunity if we if is if, if we don't get a scene of toby tom and andrew do you go in like this
1: like the meme you no
0: you you yeah you i need to see that man Disney, if you're, I know you're watching because you're, you're going to delete our stream for talking about this.
1: No, I'm kidding. Do that scene, please. Please be do great. It. Please do it. I will give um, you a dump truck load of not money, a butt of something. Just, just make it happen, please. I would love to see that. Recreated me. <laughs> um, all right. So next little bit of news, and this isn't really a
0: lot. This is just a, uh, the, the horror fan in me got excited when I saw this. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2021. We still don't really know what the name is. I guess as of right mm-hmm. now, it's just the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like Halloween 2018 was Halloween. Um, it's been officially rated R. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, um, surprise. For bloody violence, gore, and language. Again, surprise, surprise. Um, the here, I okay, I'm excited for Texas Chainsaw. I really am. But I think they're. What I fear is that they're going to tread ground that they've already tread. You know, with Halloween 2018, we had all the sequels and then we had Rob Rob Zombie's reboot. Mm -hmm. And then they decided to go back and do a direct sequel to the original and bypass all of the other stuff. And that's fine. And it worked. But with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we've already, they've already rebooted it with a direct sequel to the original. Yeah. So this is the second time that they're doing a direct sequel to the original. And, you know, if there's that, I mean, it's been confirmed, they're setting it in present day. And, uh, you know, Sally Hardesty is returning. Um, I forget her, um, Fow Ray, I, I forget what her first name is, but she's playing Sally. Um, and, and I'm excited that Sally's gonna come back and I'm excited that they're doing this. But kind of the same thing with Indiana Jones 5, um, you know, if you think about this logically, The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of ended. Took place in 1974. Yeah, Leatherface is already. I mean, he was probably in his late 20s in that movie. He was treated like shit. He he lived in that pigsty of a house. I mean, he he doesn't have any family. I doubt he's had any children because I mean, like if you look at the original, you know, and I know the re the remake and from 2003 was a little bit different. But if you look at the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he was like a child trapped in a man in like a giant man's body. Yeah. Like he had like the emotional support of a child. And, you know, if we're getting old man Leatherface, what is his role going to be? Because if old if you have, you know, and I say that 60 year old Michael Myers worked. I mean, it works. It's it's cool. You know, Michael is 60 and I believe he's 60 in. Halloween as it is right now but leatherface is a little bit different michael was in an institution they were feeding him i mean of course we don't see that because there's got to be a level of ambiguity for michael <laughs> but yeah it, you know th- there's always that constant thing does michael pee and poop <laughs> we never <laughs> see it does he yeah um does he wipe
1: <laughs> i get what you're saying though with this whole but thing
0: i i don't know leatherface is a little bit different if he's been living on his i mean i I doubt he has sex. I doubt he's had children. Where the fuck did that come from? I'm saying I doubt he's ever had children. I don't think he would. I don't think he's gonna have any family left. Oh, okay. Because okay. all of his dirtbag family that treated him like crap and was in bed in bre- well, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna play this. We don't really know much about it. So my question is like, sixty year old Michael does work, and I'm not saying it can't work. I think the idea of an old man Leatherface is great. I just, the sa- again, the same thing as Harrison Ford, his age. I mean, if you in Indy 5, if we see Harrison Ford jumping from train cars and shooting guns and whipping and jumping and doing flips, it's going to be weird because Harrison Ford is 79 years old. Yeah. If we have Leatherface, I mean, let's see, 1974, I'm terrible at math. Forgive me. I'm a teacher and I'm terrible at math. Uh, 2021 minus 1974 you got a calculator on my guy if he was already 27 that would put him like in his late 60s early 70s man i mean don't you think that's a little
1: strange what's your take on the 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 old man serial killer thing i mean it kind of it kind of reminds me of like uh you know rob zombies michael myers Mm -hmm. like he was like out in the woods he was a kid though He wasn't very old. I mean, he wasn't a kid, but I mean, he was like in his early twenties. I'm talking about the second one. Like you know, whenever he like gets away.
0: Yeah, he still wasn't that much older though.
1: Yeah, but like he was out on his own. He was out on his own. And yeah, I mean, he was was basically like a hobo. I think I think we'll see. I think we'll see uh, the the Texas Chainsaw guy in uh, hobo form in the movie. Well, and
0: you know the the other thing is like, you know, you have to look at this. and you're, I'm glad you brought up the Hobo Myers thing from H2 because, you know, Leatherface, again, he, he, all he knows is that farm and that family. So when his family is gone, it might be kind of cool to see him unhinged because, you know, his family, I mean, have you seen the OG Texas Chainsaw?
1: I know that they treated him like shit. So they treated him happy. like,
0: you almost, I mean, like, he, yes, he's the killer, but, They kind of low key make him do it in Mm -hmm. a way. And even after he does it, like you almost kind of feel bad for him Mm -hmm. because you can tell that he is there, there's he's not all there. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't I mean, there, you know, I I don't know if he's autistic. I, I don't know, but you can tell there's something there's something off about him. He is like a child trapped in a man's body. So I think for him, once all of his family dies off and is gone, he's finally free to do whatever he wants to do. So mm-hmm. we might get an, a completely unhinged, you know what I mean? Like just wild and crazy and free Leatherface, and he just might be crazy. So I, or, the other thing I'm curious about is how does Sally run into him again? Because I mean, at the end of the OG Texas, she, when she finally gets away on the truck, I mean, why would you ever return? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Why would you ever go back there? I mean, if, that, if you survive some awful traumatic event, that's the last place I'm ever going back to, you know? Yeah, yeah. So
1: I think, how about this? How about we, instead of like, uh, instead of unhinged uh, Texas Chainsaw guy, how about we get this like, uh, well, well-made, has a part-time job,
0: he works at oh. he works at the Ready Mart.
1: <laughs> he works he works at the Ready Mart. a cashier, stocking. He's a stock boy, and then that's how they meet up. And then when they meet up, it clicks, and he turns back. He and triggers.
0: He he's really he's wearing the skin mask and everything still, and he's just like, here are your groceries, ma'am. Here you.
1: Yeah, I. Like and he that. just snaps, and he just he, immediately just goes snaps. back. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I will <laughs> say, I I hope and pray that they don't do just a copy and paste of Halloween eighteen where. Mm. You know, after Sally escaped, they went and found him, and he's been incarcerated for forty five years, and then he escapes and he goes back after Sally, and then it's just the same exact thing as Halloween eighteen. They don't need to do that because again, that fits Michael, and really, there's a whole argument that Michael didn't even go after Lori he was it was just fate that they ran into each other again it It's not Leatherface's m o Leatherface's m o. If, if, if they really do play that card and he's been incarcerated for 45 years, it would make sense for Leatherface to want to go home because mm-hmm. that's all he knows. He doesn't know anything else. He, he mm-hmm. just he wants to go home to what he to what he knows, to what is home to him. So I, I'm 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 genuinely curious how they go about this, because I think, you know, Texas Chainsaw is awesome, man. The original film is so great. And it's so gritty and nasty, and it makes you feel like you need to go take a shower with a stack of Bibles. Like it just—it it makes you feel terrible inside at the end. Um, and uh, you know, and the rest of the franchise has kind of been very meh, except for the remake, the two thousand three remake with Jessica Biel. Man, that's a it? movie. That is a oh, movie okay. right there. It's good. It is. It's one of the best remakes of a movie ever it it legitimately and i don't mean that even you know remove yourself from horror movies it's one of the best remade movies of all time it's fantastic jessica beale was in it out. oh it's great man it's really really good um it's gritty and it it, it it captures it modernizes it but it also captures that same like gross disgusting like you just kind of feel terrible at the end of it because it's so it's just so out there and out in left field and and disgusting, but it, it, it's great. Um, do you so think I, that's
1: probably what they'll do is like they'll hit the 2003 Texas chainsaw massacre. What do you mean? like or, do you think they'll do like copy version of the 2003 version?
0: No, because the 2003 version was it, it was very much its own thing. it they, they modernized it and they all they, it was kind of a not a reimagining. But they did change a couple of things from the original, but this is a different story. They're if they're doing a direct sequel to the original, it's gonna change it a little bit. It's it's gonna be something completely different. So I um I'm I really am. I'm very I'm excited to see what they do with this because now it it can go, it's 50-50. This could be amazing and it could be something really cool and different, unique for the franchise. But if we're being completely honest, this could easily turn into dog shit too. <laughs> it really could. And I know yeah. I actually I didn't mind Texas Chainsaw 3D. I think they were trying to do something different. I actually saw that with Chris. I went and saw that with Chris and my dad in the movie theater. And it was good. It just it was it was kind of corny. Like he ends up being related to the like the the final girl and like she ends up taking care of him at the end and like like he chases her throughout the movie. But like she throws him the chainsaw at one point and she goes, "Do your thing, cuz." And it's just kind of like, okay, like what I could do, fuck? I could, like I could do without the corniness here. But all of that being said, I'm excited to see Old Man Leatherface, and I'm, I'm pumped to see what they do with this. I, I'm, I'm rooting for it hardcore. I think it could be really cool. It could be. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. We will see. I'm definitely interested to look at more uh, um, information about that when it comes out. Yeah. So – Uh, another interesting story that I had found, um, have you seen Escape from New York? John Carpenter's Escape from New York.
1: I remember we talked about it in our eighties thing and I really need to check it out. I actually, I have
0: it on Blu-ray. We need to watch that one day when you come over. I think you would dig it because it is, it's such a, a, an eighties retro dystopian, type thing and and, i mean have i explained the plot
1: to you yeah you did it's some like save the president thing it's a really 80s thing it is
0: you know donald pleasance who plays loomis in the original halloween um fantastic british actor he was in a whole bunch of different things he's playing the president and uh kurt russell is a convicted felon
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um but he was also a marine or so I i believe he was a marine or something like that um special ops but New York city has been turned into a, you know, it's that it's it's eighties and it's retro because it's like what the eighties thought the future would be like. (laughs) And of course it's nothing like what the future is like now. Um, And we're 30 years past that. But. uh, Basically New York, the, the Island of Manhattan has been turned into a maximum security prison. It is just a free for all. There's no cells. It is just like, if they drop, if they dropped you in Manhattan, and you are just on your own. Like you got to protect yourself, you got to find food, you got to find
1: shelter. You're just on your own. It's like, uh, have you played uh, Arkham City? It's kind of, it kind of yes.
0: yes, 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 yes. It is exactly like Arkham City. You're just you're on your own. It's just it's a maximum security facility, and the the president crash lands his Air Force One crash lands. Um, I think it's hijacked or something like that. It's been a while since I watched it, um, but it crash lands in New York City, and um, Kurt Russell's character has to go in and retrieve him. And, uh, you know, his name is Snake Plissken. <laughs> it's it's dope. Call me Snake. That's a Call name. Snake. It's dope, man. It's a really, I think you would really dig it. Um, John Carpenter's score is amazing in that movie too. He actually wrote the script for Escape from New York with Nick Castle, who played um, OG Michael Myers, not Tony Moran, who played Unmasked Michael Myers. yeah yes i still remember my rant (laughs) Um, but interesting story wyatt russell who uh who plays um u.s agent or um god what's his name john walker in the in the falcon and the winter soldier who uh we already know he auditioned for cap when the mcu was starting um and now of course he's playing bad cap he's playing the the u.s agent equivalent um he uh he's been asked by a whole bunch of different people you know I-, I think there's been some interest in rebooting or remaking escape from new york and modernizing that which is mm-hmm. dope i think that's a i cool, think the, that would be a cool remake.
1: from what you've described to me it sounds like if it was remade the sem- sem- cinematography will look astounding it would and it you know you could
0: if somebody like christopher nolan got that mm-hmm that would be amazing. I would love Christopher Nolan if you're watching this, please remake Escape from New York. Please. That would be dope because I think he has the mind for that weird dystopian like strange version of reality. Um plus seeing Manhattan as like a weird just everything is destroyed and you know felons going around killing each other and people, you know, just like wild and cra- like a Mad Max kind of thing. That would yeah. be awesome. I would love to see Chris Nolan do that. Um, but Wyatt Russell has been asked so many times: Would you play your dad's role? Like, would you play Snake Pliskin in a reboot? and he doesn't sound like he's too interested in that here's what Wyatt russell had to say he said although that's very kind that will not be happening there will be no snake reboot for me but that's like career that's like career suicide 101 that's like what not to do i know i don't know if anybody else could be snake Pliskin. good luck go get him i sincerely wish you the best of luck i just don't know it's pot if it's possible and for me i really wanted to get people sending hate if I really wanted to get people sending me hate mail, I think that's what I should do. I will not ever be doing anything like that. So he he has no interest, um, which is kind of interesting. And I, in a way, I respect that because that's one of his dad's most iconic roles. And it really, I mean, you know, and you'll, it would, you'll it would know be kind of I mean.
1: It'd be kind of poetic if you think about it. It, you would know be, I mean?
0: it would be poetic. I'd be down to see it because I actually think that he's a really great actor. I know a lot I of people mean, hate a lot of people hate John Walker, but you hate John Walker because Wyatt Russell is kicking so much ass playing him. Mm-hmm. Like that's why you hate John Walker. Um but yeah, it, it would be poetic to see him reprising his dad's role. But at the same time, I, I understand and I respect the fact that he wants to do his own thing. And he, you know, I, I get that. I I completely understand. Um, but yeah, man, I I'm glad I thought of that. Chris Nolan doing an escape from New York reboot. That would be amazing
1: yeah i would love to see that because you're gonna love it i really think you're gonna
0: like it my dad really likes it and i remember it was on i think it was on amc fear fest one time like in the month Mm -hmm. of october and i was like what it like i had heard people talk about it and my dad was like dude you gotta watch it so he kept going call me snake (laughs) because like kurt russell plays this real like
1: like, really, like badass, that, like just like wear like, bad- like, like, like kind he wears, of guy.
0: He wears leather pants,
1: if that tells mm-hmm. you anything. Like it's, it's just like total badass the entire movie. Yeah. Um, I so wouldn't be surprised I, if like 90% of the people in that movie are wearing leather. It's mm-hmm. such an 80s thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Um, but before we uh we, we have a couple more before we wrap up here. And I, I I've I want your opinion on this. Because okay. we have talked ad nauseum on this channel, on this show, on this podcast, and I, it, there's so many different people talking about Warner Media and the Snyderverse and all of the 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 drama surrounding that. Mm-hmm. Um, and first of all, if if this is all true, if Joss Whedon was being racist if he was being terrible to people on set that's awful and that needs to be addressed and warner media needs to address that Mm -hmm. um but also on the flip side to all of the the you know and we said this in our in our tony moran talk earlier uh to all of the people who were sending threatening messages to ann sarnoff and to all the warner media executives and to the people who are in control of the dceu if you're threatening them, man, and if you're being a douche, you are literally you're you're not making it any better. You're literally ruining it. You are ruining the chances of the Snyderverse happening. Um so he this this comes to us from Screen Rant. Um it was published 5 days ago. And Ray Fisher revealed or talked about what it would take For him to reprise the Flash, if they Mm -hmm. offered it to him, Uh, and um, I don't know, man. I part of me, I I, I feel for Ray Fisher, and I feel for everybody that you know that that Joss Whedon was a douchebag too, and I I feel for people who uh, who had a terrible experience on that but at the same time at some point when are we ever going to let this go
1: are you talking about this whole thing i, I'm I talking mean about he the whole to... i'm
0: talking about the whole thing because Look, from from what i understand since... i think warner media has already said like they don't want ray fisher back like mm-hmm. they're 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 done um, what were you going to say
1: i was just going to say like this stuff is just it's kind of coming out more more frequently now because with the whole Zack snyder thing like everyone was trying to say like look what they did to Zack Snyder was terrible and not only what they not only did they fuck over uh Zack Snyder but they also treated the entire cast like shit
0: they did yeah and that needs again that needs to be addressed that needs up front that needs to be addressed um but here's what Ray Fisher had to say about reprising Cyborg he said, I think where we can start is an acknowledgement, an apology of what is clearly publicly known to be an issue. I think that's where the accountability begins. And I agree with him. I, I They need to take control of this. Warner Media, I mean, um, and, and they need to really get ahead of this thing yes. and say, look, this was wrong. You were wrong. The people who worked on this film were wronged. Um, whether they want to continue the verse or not, that's their call. of uh,
1: it's kind of what I'm thinking of. Right? Like they're kind of just blowing off this whole thing, like everything that's happened to the cast and Zack Snyder. They're just blowing it off. They literally, well, they're like, it's kind of like gaslighting or something like that. I don't know if I can mm. the phrase, but they they pretty much said like we'll give you we'll give you the Snyder, the Snyder, Zack Snyder cut, but then that's it. We're not gonna we're not gonna acknowledge all this shit that's happened to you and all the shit josh whedon did to the cast and they're just going to move forward with what and i know
0: i know they've had internal investigations and things like that um but i I just i kind of feel like at what point at what point are we going to accept that the snyderverse is not going to continue at what point are we going to accept that the version of cyborg we got is going to no longer be there yeah. You know, again, and and I, I've, man, Ray Fisher, I, I, I feel terrible for him, man. He was fantastic. He was great as Cyborg in Zack Snyder's Justice League. I would pay money. I mean, I would pay money to see him return as the role, but I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. And I think it's because of everything and all of the drama surrounding this. I don't think it's going to happen. So, you know, what he's saying here and that he wants an apology and he wants an acknowledgement that. Everything that's happened is wrong. I don't think they're gonna give him that. They're not, and I hate it. I I hate it because, again, in the world we live in, we that we live in of Black Lives Matter, and there's so much hate. There's so much um, vitriol, and just just so much animosity between people. Things like that need to be addressed, and that's why I wanted to talk about the Tony Moran thing because when you're making homophobic comments or racist comments, or you are talking about people in the way that some of these celebrities and these stars talk about other people there has to be accountability for that there has yep. to be and i think there's a little bit of ridiculousness on both sides here you know on warner Media side they need to address this they need to come out and say look this was wrong but at the same time on all of the fans side at what point is it going to be enough you know what i mean and yeah. I kind of feel like we're in a weird gray area of I, I don't really know
1: what the answer to that is. Would you agree? I agree. Wholeheartedly. And uh I mean I don't know. It's just there needs to be more said about this whole situation at hand. You know what I mean? Like it just it needs to be more in the spotlight because I know this isn't the only case of uh mistreatment oh, it's in the not. movie industry
0: I, I guarantee you this happens all the time and it's unfortunate yeah. because we never get to hear about it um but hopefully this will be the beginning of of a movement and i hope this is the beginning of more accountability in hollywood because mm. i think that is something that you know unfortunately i'm dropping all my post-it notes um i, I think unfortunately a lot of things like that when people make these comments and when people treat other people badly Mm -hmm. unfortunately it slid under the rug a lot of times and i'm not i'm not accusing warner media of sliding it under the rug i don't think they've slid it under the rug but i think it could be addressed i think it could be straight up addressed more than it has been yep uh but i i think we need to i I think we need to find some common ground here because there is too much animosity between the higher-ups and the fans there's too much and that doesn't need to be there um you know at first it you know i i get it hashtag restore the Snyderverse. i get it i i tweeted it out i i was a part of it um but again the threats are bogus stupid if you're making threats you're wrong you are you are wrong um and if you know i i think the the racist comments and the homophobic comments and um, you know, even what Joss Whedon was accused of saying to Gal Gadot about he'll ruin her career, and you know, I don't take orders from anybody, including Robert Downey Jr. or whatever. I mean, just like stuff like that, man. Like Hollywood needs to be rid of that, and I know yeah. that will never happen. It's just a toxic. We need, we, we need to get rid of that toxicity, exactly. up yeah. my it your... note here. Yeah, Did you got your post-it notes. I got my post-it. I had to pick it up. <laughs> got to get my notes. Um, so that, that's all I really wanted to say about that I just I, I think uh, I, I just I I hope I'm hoping for accountability mm-hmm. but I'm also hoping for reasonable thoughts from people too you know and I'm not yeah. saying what Ray Fisher said is not reasonable Ray Fisher deserves that he deserves an apology
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: he really does but I, I just I, I'm, I'm hoping we find some common ground here
1: over the yeah, next because of months this with, is
0: with all of this.
1: Yeah, because this is an important. I mean, not a, okay. There's plenty of more important matters at hand in this world right now, but like, as a as movie lovers and movie lover fans, like this is important for us to acknowledge. It this is. is toxicity in the movie industry and and through all levels of the of cinema. Okay, there's yeah. too much of it, and yeah, some some great movies let's be honest some great movies that we see right now there probably was some toxic things that happened in, in that movies mm-hmm. but it all comes out fine but we need For to sure. acknowledge the fact that there's some aspects of the movie making business that needs to be addressed and needs to be tackled because otherwise it's just going to keep moving forward with all this uh, toxic uh, themes that are happening in yep. in the movie making business
0: well and and i hope my hope is that through you know things like and again i i don't wish i don't wish anything bad on tony moran i don't wish anything bad on sony executive or on um warner media executives i do not wish anything bad on joss whedon i just i hope that there is increased accountability and that there's an increased awareness of what you say to people even behind closed doors when you think nobody is listening Mm -hmm. it still matters yep and i think that's really really important and we we need to we need to move towards that um even at world events recently i i hope i think we're moving towards more accountability so i think we are too so (laughs) that's all i've got to say about that uh real quick last two little pieces of news before we get out of here this has been a fun show i've enjoyed this a lot um even though we had to do it in our two separate in our uh, two separate sessions, thanks to our uh, our weird Kentucky rain, wind, sleet, snowstorm. Um, did you see that Amelia Clark is joining the MCU in Secret Invasion? No, really. We don't know her role. We don't know what okay. capacity, but she is joining Secret Invasion. Now, I have a couple of thoughts here. Uh, we know Secret Invasion is coming down the road. Um, Obviously, I know you have t- you actually talked about Secret Invasion quite a bit in our, one of our earlier episodes. I think the Spider-Man episode. Um, yeah. Episode two or three. Uh, you had talked about Secret Invasion, really liking that storyline. And uh, I, it is, it's a very cool storyline. And I think it's going to be really cool to see that adapted um, and to see what Marvel does with that. I have a couple of trains of thought here. And, you know, I actually, I went back through and I kind of refreshed myself on the Secret Invasion storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I would really like to see Amelia Clark, again, we don't know her role, but I think Amelia Clark is a fantastic actress. She, she, she is. She's awesome. Uh, I would really like to see her play White Queen, Cream. Cream, White, White Cream. I don't know, I'm losing my mind. White Queen or Emma Frost. She's a member of the X-Men. Yeah, but well, she's not necessarily she's be. she's not necessarily a member of the X-Men. I think she's kind of like an anti-hero type thing. Mm-hmm. Um but again, that would depend that would be entirely dependent on whether or not mutants are canon yet in the MCU. I think that's coming. I don't know if we're there yet. Not there yet. I'm do you think we'll it's do you gonna think be, a we'll while. be there by secret invasion?
1: I think what's gonna happen is uh we'll probably get series you know i mean tv shows of Mm -hmm. of mutants first
0: because you know there's already been easter eggs
1: yeah there's been plenty of easter eggs for mutants but i don't think there's going to be a legitimate movie till later on down the line
0: oh no 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 and i don't expect there to be an x-men movie for a while um i think we'll get the fantastic four movie before we get an x-men movie yeah which that that's already confirmed we will get a fantastic four movie before an x-men movie um but i'm just saying the introduction of mutants like this person is a mutant. Like they're not part of the X Men. We don't have the X Men yet, but they are a mutant. And I, I, I don't know. I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, but I would like to see her play Emma Frost. Or hear me out. What if Amelia Clark played Electra? Nah, really? Nah, dude. I think she would make an awesome Electra.
1: Nah. It has to be someone else. Really? I mean, yeah, I can't see her as Electra. like Jennifer Garner. I thought she was a cool. <laughs> not, she was, she, I she, loved she, her. She was,
0: I thought she was an awesome Electra. That did that sounded yeah. terrible. I didn't mean that as a dig at all. I really like her movies. Yeah, and I loved was, her in uh, in Daredevil too.
1: Yeah, which Daredevil obviously had a It's faults, but I mean, I mean, I don't, yeah. I can't see I can't see Electra being in any movie yet because fuck. What's her name? The one who played uh, Electra in the Daredevil series in Marvel? That's a good Electra. Yeah. she was pretty dope. Well, again, like unless Daredevil is uh, going to be introduced, which he may be. uh, Well, it would be
0: Charlie Cox's Daredevil. So I don't maybe that wouldn't work because. Well, they are thinking of reprising those TV series. So and we don't we again, it's rumor again, rumor mill. It's rumored that Charlie Cox is going to be in No Way Home, but we don't actually know for sure. So
1: if no, his scenes are filmed. Charlie Cox is in. The new Spider-Man movie, but is he gonna be donning the the Daredevil suit? I don't know
0: if he'll be in in the Daredevil suit, but if he, obviously if Charlie Cox is in it, his TV shows are canon. Well, that yep. would mean John Bernthal is the Punisher. That would mean mm-hmm. you have um the Defenders. I mean that that mm-hmm. that means a lot. If they choose to do that, that
1: means a lot for the yeah. MCU. And uh, they need so a, I guess they need to wouldn't... bring in they need to bring in Kingpin back because let me tell do. you right now that what's his fucking name I could forgot. you see that
0: kingpin with spider-man
1: yeah really yeah for sure and i need to go plus- back i
0: watched the punisher and i watched daredevil i kind of skimmed through jessica jones and all of them i didn't i wasn't like crazy about
1: it yeah but- i wasn't into the whole um i wasn't into the whole other tv shows i liked the punisher and i liked uh, uh, daredevil obviously but the yeah. other ones they kind of like fell kind of short with me a little bit can we agree on something here what john bernthal is an incredible punisher he needs he needs to come to the mcu of all the that man embodies, that, embodies frank castle yeah vincent did on no frio do you know what i'm talking about
0: do you that's, just that's said denano denano frio that's what that's, you just said that's the denano
1: frio hey man <laughs> excuse my excuse my accent but he played uh kingpin tremendously mm. he was in law and order yeah he was good he was he, was a, good. he was a crazy i think he was the crazy dude in uh, full metal jacket if i'm not mistaken you know what, what i'm talking about and full metal jacket you, have you seen that movie yeah was he yeah he was the crazy the 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 private that went ballistic that's a, it's an old movie wow
0: that just blew my mind it really is him
1: yep it is he's a great actor and him portraying kingpin i don't know it just made me love kingpin so much more because it made him a complex character it did it yeah that
0: i could i could see it yeah i could see it so yeah i'm curious. anyways back to amelia clark that was the whole (laughs) that we just went off on a tangent um i'm i'm excited she's joining the mcu I, i know she's got a comic book coming out i think i saw that today um She's she's got a, a it's not even a Marvel comic book. I think she just she wrote a comic book, um and it's about a superhero, a female superhero, and that's pretty dope. So um we're getting a Miss Marvel too, ain't we? We are getting Miss Marvel, yeah. But she she's been confirmed for Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Like it's one hundred percent, she will be a part of Secret Invasion. I wonder if she's playing a Skrull.
1: She could be. I mean, she could get that. She, yeah, uh, I could makeup. see that
0: too. I could see her playing a Skrull. Yeah. Um, So last little bit of news before we wrap up uh, is from the walking dead universe. Mm. And this is interesting. This is, this is, this is the kind of content I've been waiting for. So Andrew Lincoln recently did an interview with SFX magazine and, you know, they, they, they asked him about Rick's return and what we can expect from Rick returning to the walking dead universe Uh, And because, you know, as we know, if you've watched The Walking Dead, and if you're caught up, Rick died. They think he's dead. They believe he's dead. But he's really not. Rick will be returning. uh, in The Walking Dead series of films, he is signed on for more than one film. Um, And SFX magazine asked Andrew Lincoln point blank about whether or not he would return for the final season of The Walking Dead. And here's what Andrew Lincoln had to say. He said, that's a very good question. The easy answer is I have no idea. I don't think it's written yet, but I would never say never to that because everybody that's still doing the TV show are dear friends and it's an extraordinary feat that they're still going and making this beautiful and groundbreaking show that still resonates with the world. And that's true, man. I I, man, I man, know there's a lot of hate for The Walking Dead and a lot of people are like, oh, it sucks. But man, The Walking Dead is great. And it's been a successful universe. It has been a journey. Mm -hmm. It really has been. Uh, So, yeah. What do you think about the possibility of Rick returning for the final season?
1: I think it's poetic. I'm going to say that right there. It's going to be great to see Rick back.
0: It will. And I kind of think... They can still do his movies. They can mm-hmm. still explain where he's been. They can still do the CRM thing. He can cross over into World Beyond. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're going to end the main storyline, I feel like it needs to begin with Rick and end with Rick. Now, what you yes. do with Rick from that point on, do whatever you want. Make yeah. it go, go butt crust crazy, whatever you want to do. But I think you have to end it with Rick. You have to bring him back to really end the show, to bring it full circle and bring that journey to a close. It has to be Rick. It has Mm -hmm. to. Um, Here's what I hope they don't do. And I've thought about this. I'm hoping when we get to the final episodes of the walking dead, uh, like the final, you know, three or four, I hope they don't end it on a cliffhanger so that you have to watch world beyond or have to watch fear or the movies. You're going to have to, that's going to piss me off. Like, I I mean, leave it open. Like you can leave it open and you can leave room to explore. But if they ended on a cliffhanger, I'm going to be like, are you kidding me? You ended the, like the main, like the mothership show on a cliffhanger. Like, don't do that. You don't need to do that. That's stupid. But I, I don't think they'll do that. Um, but yeah, he also was asked, uh, about, you know, the, the, the progress and where they're at with the walking dead movies. Um, and he had this to say he said i'm not filming at the moment i'm still very much in lockdown we're very excited about how at the first available opportunity we're going to go into production there's talk of it being spring i can't wait to get into those cowboy boots so again andrew lincoln is excited uh i think part of the reason for him leaving was when they uh when they killed off carl when they got rid of chandler riggs Mm -hmm. um i think that sealed the deal for him i really do and I think he had enough love for the franchise and for the character that he was gonna wait. He wouldn't just say, I quit and leave him empty hand empty handed. I have the hiccups. I don't know why.
1: He we wouldn't know leave why.
0: him he he would I we do know why. Uh he wouldn't leave him empty handed, but at the same time, I think he waited for the right opportunity to leave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but he's got I mean he's gone on record. He's he said he misses it. You know, he misses playing Rick. He misses that group of people. And uh I just I I I think if they're gonna end The Walking Dead, they have to bring Rick and Michonne back to our main group. Oh, I forgot to, about
1: Michonne. we did you really? Yeah, I did. Not gonna lie. We
0: have to we have to see them reunite. We just have to. I feel mm-hmm. like it is um, I feel like it is the the only way to successfully end it is if you bring them back
1: i do agree and so I, and i'm well sorry what and i was gonna say like they need to they need to like end it on a like they need to end it in a way where everyone's story is pretty much sealed in that uh series you know what i mean yes
0: yes yes
1: so like that way, when that's over, we can say, okay, yeah, this storyline's over, and they're going out their separate ways. Because obviously, that's what's going to happen. Like, yeah. the other spinoffs, are like, them in their right. separate
0: ways. And, you know, even after The Walking Dead ends, I fully expect to see all of our main characters that survive till the end of the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to see them in the spinoffs. Like, the, the the Walking Dead, the the main series will be over, but the characters will still live on through the other shows and through the other spinoffs and things like that, and the movies. I mean, they're... it'll it's gonna end but it's not really gonna end you know and that's fine i'm i'm fine with that i ain't complaining i love the walking dead man i always have since day one i got my poster hanging right here above me i got, Plus, my I, got right here. I got lucille over here she's over on the wall <laughs> yep. i still gotta buy a light i need to buy a light to put it i want to i have her in the i have it in the back case but i want to put the light like a i don't know like a white or a red light or something to like shine up so you see it. But yeah. Um, So we'll get there. But guys, that is going to do it for our second episode of Let's Talk Movies. We want to thank you so much. Or Let's Talk Movie News. I don't even know what I'm talking about. This is Let's Talk Movie News. Wrong show. But uh, we want to thank you so much for listening and uh, for hanging out with us. Please let us know, what did you think of this week's movie news? Let us know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify, Tweeted us at We Talk the Movies. Let us know what you think. We want to build this community and we want to hear from you. New episodes of Let's Talk Movies drop Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube and all of your favorite sp- uh, pod- podcast platforms. And uh, we're talking the 1990s in film this Monday. Uh, it'll be the last part of our decade series. And then uh, next Friday, the next episode of Let's Talk Movies will drop. And uh, you won't want to miss it. So that'll drop at 8 p.m. next Friday. Thank you. We hope everything is good in your world. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.